Howdy, This After Dark listeners. Toy Story Land is opening up at Hollywood Studios on June 30th. Book now for some great summer deals and to see what's new. Take a ride on the Slinky Dog Dash coaster, ride the alien swirling saucers with the kiddos, enjoy a new third track on Toy Story Mania, and grab a bite to eat at Woody's Lunchbox. Remember, if you book with me, I'll take care of your dining reservations, fast passes, and create a personalized itinerary just for you and your family. Mention this ad to get $25 off your deposit. Reduce stress by letting me do the planning for you. I make the plans, you make the memories. Find me at WPMagicJourneys.com and on social media at WPMagicJourneys. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are hours and hours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and welcome to another edition of This After Dark. I'm Nick and this week I'm joined by three of my favourite people uh, on the podcast. Uh, just in case people from outside of the podcast listen, I, I must clarify that. Um, so you've just already heard a giggle. We've got Boston White Amanda. Am I your favourite person outside of the podcast too? Yeah. You can say it, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> without, without a shadow. You know, you're, you're my favourite person that's uh, not close, blood, um, work, family. So, yes, yes, absolutely. I'll take it. Yeah, why not? It's a, it's a, it's a shallow <laughs> victory, but it's a victory nonetheless. Yeah. And then I'm joined by my two favourite Pauls, because they still come on the podcast with me, Mr. P. Dubs for Washington. Hello. And Mr. Dolan. People outside the podcast, get over it. <laughs> the one thing and, I, and I, I think i always wonder why people listen to us talk as much as they do and i mean in terms of like people that listen and downloads etc etc because there's so many disney podcasts out there and the only and i've said this before but the only reason i think it is is because you know the camaraderie that we had between us and i think over six years i think a lot of us you know, this is an extension of family. I think I, I like to think that shows. I speak to you a lot more often than I speak to most of my family. Exactly. We yeah. love each other. Exactly. 
I mean, I certainly speak to you guys more than I speak to my mum and dad. But then I speak to the dog more than I speak to my parents. So, <laughs> again, it could be that, Nick, or it could just be that insomnia is on the rise and people just need something to nod off to at night. Well, you know, if you want to, if you want to go to bed with me, I'm I'm more than happy with that. <laughs> I've had a lot worse things oh, said about me. I'm That's what you my go to bed voice on. <laughs> <laughs> bow 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 bow. So, with that said. Uh, if you're not going to bed, you might be drinking because it's another way to get through this podcast is by having a drink. So, uh, Amanda, I'll start with you. What are you drinking? I'm drinking a very, very, very big bottle of Budweiser today. It is um, 660 mil. So it's one of those ones that looks like a normal bottle of Budweiser, but it's been hit by a normal ray or something. Um, yeah, to blow it's it up. Big. Yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Good stuff. Uh- I've taken to like buying those ones instead of the like four packs. Cost effective. Like, instead. Cost effective. Yeah. Exactly. I understand. Um, Pete, what are you drinking? I am on Nature's Wine tonight. I've got a nice bottle of Evian Spring Water. It's Nature's Wine. <laughs> I've <laughs> never, never in 35 years, I've never heard of water <laughs> being described as Nature's Wine. <laughs> I thought that you were going to be like, Grape juice. I thought we should say like raisins, <laughs> not even a liquid, just raisins or grapes. Um, juice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Mr. D, oh, I need that on a t-shirt. Mr. D, uh, what are you drinking? I oh. am on a cider that I forgot to put in the fridge, so then put in the freezer and left it for too long. And no. I expect a brain freeze any second now. So, cider sachet. I was just mm. going to say, that sounds like a dream, a cider sachet. <sighs> oh, that's cold. That's like minus <laughs> 273 degrees, I think. <laughs> I know oh. this isn't a universal podcast, but I just quickly need to mention um, the new universal pass holder lounge that has one of those machines where you press the button to get your Coke and it turns it into a slush. Oh, wow! I've never even heard of that before, and I was like, "What is this wizardry?" Yeah, I've 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 heard of them, but I didn't know there was one that close. Um, I, I knew that they had them in America, but I thought it was like a handful of places had them. So honestly, I can't wait to try it, and I really want one for my own house. As long as it tastes better than the slushies that, because I had, I made the mistake when we was at Halloween Horror Nights of having a. I'm sure it was a cherry coke slush, and it was awful. Oh, what? But I think the thing is, like, cherry flavouring is really weird, right? Because I love cherry flavoured things, as you know. Um, but cherry can have like a weirdly, like, chemically weird aftertaste sometimes, and like some products have that taste, and other products don't. So just because something's got cherry in it or is cherry flavoured doesn't mean it will taste the same. For example, um, cherry cough medicine or, you know, cherry cough sweets like Halls or something like that. That to me doesn't taste like cherry. Mm. But cherry juice, cherry Pepsi Max, that tastes like cherry to me. But cherry and, and soft drinks can really vary as well. So Yeah, I feel like, yeah, but then sometimes when 
like I have a cherry flavored thing it reminds me of I know that you guys probably didn't have this but maybe like siblings did but when I was little I had this thing called my baby organ oh 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 I know exactly what you're talking about honestly that smell like it's my favorite thing second to et Mm, so whenever it smells I get just like cherries, cherries <laughs> I'm like, I really wish that this was like my baby organ. It never is. I remember seeing the advert for baby organ, and I was a you know I, I used to play with you know boys' toys because boy, um, and that was one of two things that I really wanted because I was fascinated. And Amanda, you're probably too young to even remember the advert for it, right? But the advert used to have the the doll eating the cherries off a spoon. And I, I remember the advert because I remember the song from it. My baby, you're gone. You'll you make, make it. it all gone. Yeah. Why, like, so you, you, you should be able to remember that. that that's all right for you to remember that. 35-year-old <laughs> man should not be remembering that song. But, no, you're yeah. So <laughs> in the advert, you see her eat the cherries. And it's like, oh, it tastes just like cherries. And I was fascinated. How did it work? What kind of magic was this? And I mean, I later found out, you know, they just kind of like, it was a bit of plastic and you used to just pop back into the spoon. You used to push it back out again. But it fascinated me. But I must have seen uh, a baby all gone five, six, maybe more than that years after that advert came on telly. So this doll must have been a good few years old. And that pot still smelt like cherries. Yeah, that smell honestly, was not like, going I away. Found one. When I moved house when I was like 17 or 18, I was moving everything out of our loft into my uncle's garage and I found the doll, the spoon and the cherry pot up there and that still smelled like it. And that's in a Save loft me. which smells of like just loft. Mm-hmm. I seriously thought you were saying baby organ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this, is, this has gone twisted. That's that's why Amanda always goes to Florida. organs <laughs> <laughs> out. That that is if Amanda worked for a toy company, that would be her first line. A dissectable doll. Um, so the the other toy that I really wanted about the same kind of time was shaving fun Ken. Had that too. Because again. The magic of TV advertising. How does that work? And you'll be pleased to know, at the age of twenty-one, I managed to buy one in the toy shop, uh, and I've never never opened it. Yeah, it's it's in a loft somewhere. I'm guessing it's at my parents. So I'll never see it again. But uh, yeah, I I bought one just because it was there. And I was like, I've got disposable income. I'll have a shaving fun Ken. But I never played with it. But I I know how it works. That was but, my favorite Ken because he had like kind of ruffled up hair. And then he had the little pretend beard. And I was like, this is a hot Ken. Well, yeah, because that, that was essentially five o'clock shallow Ken. Ken. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Brazilian Ken. <laughs> 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 we were talking about his head. <laughs> oh, oh, you said shaving fun. I just talked about <laughs> there is There is more than one shaving fun. Um, I love the fact that Craig's not here. So Mr. D's just stepped into Craig's size nine. <laughs> Um, right, well, I'll go last, because I actually have a beer this week. Uh, I was drinking at the weekend, I had to go and buy some alcohol, so I've got Amanda's old favourite before she turns to the, uh, the dark side, uh, I've got Bud Light, so chin chin. Oh, 
I drank so much Bud Light at the weekend because Ooh. I went out in Liverpool and everywhere had Bud Light. And I was like, oh, yeah, Bud Light party. It's so funny. Like, when Bud Light's come over here before, they've sold it for six months and stopped. But it, it seems like they're really pushing it hard because um, I was at the O2 last night, um, which for American is a big music venue in, in London. And uh, they had it on all the taps. So Bud oh. Light on all taps. Like, I mean, they obviously it wasn't the only beer they had, but it was just the fact that Bud Light was one of the draft beers. So they're, they're obviously really pushing hard with it. But you've not come here to hear us talk about our alcohol or um, nature's wine that we might be drinking. Um, you come here with Disney Chat, and at 10 minutes in, we're going to give you some Disney Chat. So um, firstly, I went to see Wreck-It Ralph 2, more commonly known as Ralph Breaks the Internet um, at the weekend. Electric Boogaloo. That's what it should have been called. And I missed a trick. Um, but, but yeah, Ralph Breaks the Internet is the unfortunate title they decided to go with in the end. Um, which, yeah, I suppose it makes sense in a way because it, it does involve the internet. Um, now, how do we all feel about the first Wreck-It Ralph on, on here? I like Vanellope. Okay. Um, I wouldn't say that Wreck-It Ralph was like one of my favourite Disney films. I'd say that it was good, but nothing special. Better than bad. Yeah, better than bad. Yeah. But honestly, like, I could probably count on one hand, like, the Disney films in the last, like, few years. I've been like, wow, I really, really love that. Other than, obviously, Coco, because that is the best of the best. <laughs> but I thought Wreck-It Ralph was okay didn't hate it yeah i think that's positive it sounds yeah. it sounds relatively positive mr d mm. what was your thoughts on wreck it ralph yeah i, I liked wreck it ralph again not not my absolute favorite but i thought it was i thought it was good very good eight out of ten and what about um what about yourself p dubs I, I like it. I like I like the characters. I think the characters were were well written, and I like the nostalgia with the the characters from from previous games. Storyline wasn't anything to write home about, but no, it's still enjoyable, and I, I like the look of it as well. It's a, a really good watch, should I say, rather than a get stuck in kind of storyline. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean it's it's a, it's a very weird film because. In many ways, I don't think it feels like a Disney film. No. Because one thing that Disney have always avoided, and, and it's a trap that um, DreamWorks especially fall, have fallen into before, or fallen foul of, is um, like the pop culture references. And yeah. this film was full of them. Um, you know, if you loved video games growing up, or if you remember playing video games when you was growing up, or even if you still play video games now, a lot of references in there, a lot of in-jokes, great. If you don't like video games uh, so much, um, then, you know, your your enjoyment might, might vary on that film. Um, and it's one of those films where the first time I watched it, I thought, absolutely brilliant. Loved it, thought it was great. And when I've watched it subsequent times, I found it enjoyable, and I still like it, but I don't love it. Like it still doesn't tonally feel to me like a Disney film, um, which leads us to Ralph Breaks the Internet. So uh, it's been out for a few weeks in America. It's been out uh, in the UK 
for uh well this this weekend it's come out it's been out for about three or four days now um and i went to see it on um on friday uh took my daughter to go and see it and my wife um and i i think the problem for me is that i was really i've been anticipating this film for a long time i saw the trailers i was like this is this has sucked me back in i think i'm really gonna love it and i'm not I, i didn't hate the film at all but I certainly had issues with it. Now, what I will say from the start is that I think Ralph Breaks the Internet is a funnier film than Wreck-It Ralph. I think there's better jokes and more jokes in it. I laughed more at this than I remember laughing at Wreck-It Ralph. And I thought that was quite a funny film as well. Um, so immediately that's good. And I'm trying to... <laughs> Who's got a Wreck-It Ralph toy? Is that P-Dubs? It's not me. Can't be Amanda, surely. No, it's not me. Mr. D? <laughs> what was it? Because I've got my, my son's... I mean, honestly, I would usually assume that it was you. Yeah, just popping um... in, but you're here. I... <laughs> Maybe Craig's joined us. I, do... I did buy my son a Wreck-It Ralph toy from the first film. That's a big plastic <gasps> lump. It's Lindsay. <laughs> she's come to haunt us from from the other side of the house she's not dead that's my wife um yeah i've got this it's this big plastic wreck it ralph and you he's uh, got two big buttons in the back and when you press his press the buttons in his arms go up and down and he says i'm gonna wreck it and another phrase is from the film um so yeah so so i think it's a it's a much funnier film um i'm being very careful not to try and spoil it because I could yeah, spoil please. it. Um, but you know, there was, I mean, within two minutes, two or three minutes of the film, I thought this could be my favorite film of all time. You know, there was something that, that good that happens at the beginning. Um, that was like, well, that's it done. I might as well go home now. This film's not going to get any better than that. Um, and there are bits of it that work really, really well. And the bits that work really, really well are things that are really on brand. So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody here has seen the trailers for it, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So we know that there's a lot of Disney stuff in it. Uh, and it's stuff with the princesses. And all that stuff is gold. I do wish, in some way, that they hadn't shown quite so much of it. I think Vanellope just walking into the room... And seeing, you know, seeing all the princesses there would have been enough without seeing some of the jokes. Because um, if you're expecting to see lots of that in the film, you'll be disappointed. The princesses are in it for quite a bit, but they're not they're not in it for probably as long as you'd like them to be. Um, but it's it's really good. They they use really well, and anything that's related to the Disney side things works brilliantly. And I think um, I was listening to Diz Down Under the other day because they've just gone to see a preview of it and they were talking about it. And Kat said that she feels that Wreck-It Ralph is a bit like the Deadpool of Disney films. Um, not because uh, Ryan Reynolds swears in it, um, but because of that way that it kind of pushes the boundaries to what they do. And I think that's quite a good way of summing it up because that you know they do kind of get to that really kind of cheeky... Uh, chaotic kind of, um, you know, jokes about, you know, the characters and the branding and everything like that. Um, it's done really well and it, it, it's very funny. 
I think the problem with the problem I have with or the two problems I have with the film, the first one going back to what I said about the first film, um, and and that's the the, the pop culture references. Now with the Disney stuff, that's that's kind of fine because it's a Disney film, so it kind of makes sense. But the problem I've got there is when I go through the internet, you see quite a few um, brands that are, are, are popular now. Mm. So uh, you know, like you, you see Google in one of the trailers, you see uh, eBay, and you, you know you got eBay and the film and stuff like that. So you've got these brands now. The problem is these brands that they use at the moment are still, you know, relatively shit hot. They're still very popular and they're probably not going to go away anytime soon. But in 10 years time, will those references still be relevant? Will we be looking? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, not Google in particular, but yeah, not Google in particular, (laughs) but I, I, let's be honest, you know, Disney could buy Google next year and call it doodle. Do you know what I mean? Like, we have no idea what's going to happen with how companies are buying each other up at, at, at the moment. But what I'm saying is, is that what's popular now and what's trendy now may not be that hot in 10 years' time. I mean, look, if we go back 10 years now, we was all using MySpace and thought we was at the forefront of technology. You know? MySpace was the forefront of technology. I still love MySpace. Yeah, but 10 years on, no one's using it. Justin Timberlake owns it. No one uses it. Um, Justin Timberlake... Yeah, he built he built MySpace. No, he did not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google it after the no, show. No, he did not. Go Google, 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 Google it. Google it. Yeah. I don't believe you. You know, that's, that's up to you. So Tom yeah. doesn't own it anymore. Oh, <laughs> he Tom, still he, he had to buy his friends or sell it to his friends. Um, so yeah, so, so my my problem with that is that because they've used brands, actual real life brands, that can really date the film. I mean, it's, it's true of any film. I'm not just pointing this film out in particular, but one thing that Disney don't do in their films normally, and Pixar, is allow it to be timed. You know, you don't see mobile phones being used, even in more modern films like Toy Story. Um, well, certainly not new mobile phones anyway. But anyway, like, they don't date it. They don't try and date those films. And I think by having this kind of branding of popular things in 2018, in 10 years' time, that might look dated. So that's my kind of problem with that. And secondly, and this goes back to the first film as well, the actual story. I thought the story was quite weak. Um, it, mm. at, at time, like you, it, you could have lost about 10 minutes of that film and, and, and it would have been a better film. I really want to ask why, but I also don't want to know why because I don't want it to be spoiled. No, I mean, it's not... There's not a... I think it just feels a little bit safe. Mm. Like, a little bit predictable. I think that's I think that's probably what I'm going for. Um, you know, without kind of stepping on to spoilers and stuff like that. Like, it, it's, it's very pedestrian. There's not much of, of a, a danger... Not not a danger element, but um, it, there's no risk from them in terms of telling a story. Like they've not tried to push boundaries. Um, they've not tried to do something edgy or different or unique. It just feels quite standard. Um, and again, maybe it's my expectation of, of wanting a bit too much in the film. And maybe that's why I feel that way about it. But 
as I said, you know, you, no film's perfect, so you've got to look at the positives and the negatives. And, you know, those are my two things with it. And let's be honest, if, if one of the main things you're coming away with it being a negative is that the, the products that they are advertising the film might be dated in 10 years' time, that's not that much to worry about, really. You know, the voice acting's great. I love John C. Riley in anything. Um, you know, I'll watch that man do anything. I'd w- listen to him read the phone book. I think he's so funny. I think he's so well cast as Ralph. Um, I'm not a massive fan of Sarah Silverman, but I find I, I find it hard to uh, imagine Vanellope sound like anyone else. I think she, her voice suits that character design so well. And they really bounce off each other. I'd like to think that they spend some time in the studio actually recording their lines together. Because I know quite often when it's recording sessions, they don't stand there and record their lines together. They're normally, you know, are there one day and another one's there the the next day. But I'd love to think they were there at the same time recording their lines because I imagine they'd have so much fun uh, doing it. Um, Yeah, so, and, you know, more importantly, did I enjoy the film? Yes, did I laugh? Yes, lots and lots. And there are references to suit everybody. So, especially with the Disney stuff, you know, it, it, it kind of covers everything to do with Disney. So, if you like, if you'd like just playing Disney, you'll be happy. If you like Star Wars, you'll enjoy some bits there. If you like Marvel, there's some bits there. You know, I, I think, if anything, I, I think they could have done more with it. I'd like to have seen them do more when they got to the Disney bit. Um, but what they do, they do really well. And yeah, I, I, I do, although I don't sound like I'm singing its praises on the rooftop, um, it's certainly my favourite Disney Pixar animated film this year. It, uh, much better than The Incredibles. Hmm. Oh, I haven't seen Incredibles either. Have you seen the first Incredibles? Yeah. It's the same film. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's got a number two in the title and the roles were reversed. Otherwise, same film. Um, so it's good that I didn't talk about that because if you're talking about doing doing something really safe, then The Incredibles 2 is, is how you do a film really safe. Just copy the first film and swap it around. Um, so, yeah, so while I can't say I was, you know, it's going to win my award for, like, my favourite film of the year... Um, I, I recommend people watching it if you like the first one. I think if you didn't like, if you watched Wreck It Ralph one and you didn't really enjoy it, you're probably not going to enjoy this one because it's the same kind of humour, it's the same kind of world, and and if that stuff doesn't entertain you or interest you, then you're probably not going to like this one anymore. Um, but on the first watch, I think it will probably have more repeat viewings for me than the first one did. And I've watched that first one quite a few times. So I really liked it. The only thing, the only other negative was my daughter loved it. You know, she was laughing throughout and everything like that. And we said to her, what's your, you know, what was your favorite bit of the film? And, uh, she told, she told us what her favorite bit of the film was. And it was a bit that was taken directly out of the trailer. Oh, like, really? We could we could have just sat you at home and let you watch the trailer over and over. But she had a good time, so that was the main thing. Um, and the only other thing I will say, not it's not 
spoilers here, but there are two uh, credit scenes, one midway through, one at the end. So don't, you know, it's a, it's a Marvel job. Don't leave your seats until the lights come up, basically. So no spoilers into what they are, but just don't leave. I was just going to say, it, it, I wonder how much the impact of the change of the, the heads of the, the animation studios have, have made on these films this year, whether they've ended up playing them a bit safer than they maybe would have done. Well, you're probably right. Brad Bird turned around during the press junkets for The Incredibles 2 because this year was supposed to be Toy Story 4. Yeah. That was a film that was supposed to come out this year. And so they basically swapped the films round. Um, and so he, he he felt that he didn't get to make the film he wanted to make because he ran out of time. Um, and he had to rush it a bit. That's what he said. And, you know, that that's quite possible. Um, you know, I like Brad Bird a lot. Uh, he directed The Iron Giant, for God's sake, one of my favourite films ever. So I always have a bit of respect for him. But, you know, I, I can believe that would have an impact because when you're making a live action film for your schedule to be changed by a year, it's going to impact things, but not that badly. But an animated film that can really have a knock on effect because it's, uh, it takes longer. So um, you're right. There's, there's every chance that that could be the case. Um, John Lesser was still the um, executive producer on this one because he's still with the company. So, um, yeah, you, you, you could well be right. Well, I think it's a bit silence. Right. I better yeah. start with something else then. Um, <laughs> so anyway, go and see that. Um, yeah, I won't talk about it. It's, it's definitely worth, especially for you, you've got an unlimited card like me, so it, it's even better value for money. But yeah, I do, even though it, I may have been a little bit neg with it, um, I, I do recommend it. And I think I think the only problem is now with it coming out is the fact that it's a busy month for the cinema. We were talking before we started recording and in the next few weeks, you know, Wreck-It Ralph came out at the beginning of December. We've got, uh, for some people at least, Aquaman. We've got Bumblebee, which take, uh, you know, the older kids to teen market you've got mary poppins returns which is disney's next big film uh, and you've got spider-man into the multiverse which is um having amazing reviews across the board and looks absolutely stunning I, i'm all like I'm, i'd be shocked already if that film doesn't become my favorite animated film this year um based on what i'm seeing and hearing about it it looks it looks stunning and it's got spider ham in it my favorite version of spider-man so even even though i'm a vegetarian now i can still like spider ham that's different um but i do worry that it's a bit of a crowded marketplace so it's doing well in america it's um it's it's almost doing the same business as moana did a few years ago when that came out so you know it will do well and no doubt we'll probably see a third Wreck-It Ralph film, I imagine, at some point. I don't know where they can take it next, but it wouldn't surprise me if this one does continue to do as well as it has been. Um, and they really need to pull their finger out of their ass and actually start putting some rides in the parks. Yeah, that was the thing. Apparently, they've had the, the technology they wanted to use for, for ages and never had the uh, the property to use it on. Mm. 
So after the first film, everybody was like, oh, let's do Sugar Rush. And then they read the script for the second one. Mm. I went, no, we can't do that now. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you know, that's... I, I, I still think they can get away with it. By the way, like, no, actually, I can't, I can't even say, I can't even say no. that that isn't a spoiler because that then suggests that there's a spoiler. Right, I'll just shut up about everything. Um, but yeah, so go and see Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I know this is not Universal, don't really rush to go and see The Grinch. If you're going to go and see one oh, animated film, what? if you're going to go and see one animated film before Spider-Man comes out, make it Ralph Breaks the Internet. Yeah. The Grinch was fine. I saw that yesterday. The Grinch was fine, but um, I, I didn't think it added anything to uh, the Grinch world or the Grinch character. Okay, because I'm super worried about this, and now you've just frightened me because I absolutely love the Jim Carrey Grinch. Like, that's one of my favourite films. Mm-hmm. So, so why are you worried? Well, you're still because... listening by the sounds of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wanted this to be super good and I wanted to love it. Well, so like you, and unlike 95% of Americans, I love the Jim Carrey version of The Grinch. And that is still my favourite version of The Grinch. Okay, because I feel like I hate Christmas, so I really connect with The Grinch. Yes. And I just really want this animated version to be good. It's not awful. It's not awful. My my problem with it is it felt too again. It's that word I'm going to use again. Safe. Um, it didn't. The Jim Carrey version, because it's a longer film, has to kind of come up with this backstory about the Grinch. This is what, apparently what a lot of people didn't like was this this backstory of why he was so he, he hated Christmas and you know why he kind of went and lived in the mountains by himself. Um, it was these added in, uh, elements to the story they didn't like. And there's not so much of that in this film. There was a little bit of that. Um, but, yeah, I, I just didn't think... It's a very a very nice film, and there's some good little jokes in it, but I still prefer the Jim Carrey version. And I know that uh, I'm, we're going to eliminate a load of listeners now because of, of what we're saying, but I've seen the original Grinch, and just it's fine but i personally prefer the live action version i think it's a i think it's a fantastic looking film i think jim carrey is it has one of the best acting performances of his career um yeah I, I i really have a lot of fun with that film um but americans watched that 1960s version of the grinch cartoon every christmas and so it's in their kind of psyche. Whilst with us, we we've never had that. We didn't have that on every Christmas over here. So we don't have that nostalgic look and feel of that film. So we can probably go and enjoy other versions. But it's good. And again, I can't say it's not worth a watch. But if you're going to see one animated film before Spider-Man comes out, I, I'd recommend Ralph Breaks the Internet. I had much more fun with that film. My kids would probably say the Grinch, <laughs> but what do they know? <laughs> the le- you know, their combined age is less than ten. What do they know? Um, right. So we've talked enough about that. What we wanted to talk about tonight, uh, as well, and it's something that Amanda brought. Well, I'm, actually, I'm I'm not going to say any more. Amanda, what did mm-hmm. you bring? Want to bring to the table this week? 
Okay, so basically, I was browsing Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and I'd seen someone mention that they'd never done a particular thing at Disney. I won't call them out on it, and I won't say who it was, but it got me thinking about controversial Disney opinions Mm. and also like surprising things that you think everybody's done that they haven't done or things that you assume that everybody does every trip but they actually don't and then I got thinking about mine and when I had a conversation with someone about mine they were like Amanda what the fuck (laughs) I was like well I'm just saying this is just something that I just don't ever do at Disney and they were like wow what you are not a true Disney fan and I was like beg to differ but okay so, then I was interested to hear what things you guys either have never done or things that you just skip on trips because you've already done it one time and you weren't super into it because I feel like you guys will have some interesting ones. Well, I thought you knew me, but obviously not. Um, <laughs> but, I, I'm, I mean, I've got to say, I'm really intrigued as to what yours is now. So I'm always inclined to ask you first what, what your first one was. Well, I mean, I want to do one at each park, because I feel like we'll have one at each park. But, I mean, if you want me to start with my big one, I will start with my big yeah, one. Yeah, knock it out. Okay, right. So... Hang on, hang on, i just got to get ready. <laughs> right, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I've got the popcorn next to me, it's great. <laughs> okay, so this one's at Magic Kingdom, and this is the one that surprised people. So, I have done it before. It's not something that I haven't done. It's something that I probably haven't done in maybe, I want to say, about 15 years. And that is Country Bear Jamboree. What? I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) You guys are speechless. No, it's not, because I can actually (laughs) add to that. I've never seen it. You've what? never seen it. Um, I, guess I gave it a chance, P Dabs. I can add to that. I've never even been to Magic Kingdom. No, I'm. <laughs> I've. I will also. Do this podcast. <laughs> I will also raise my hand and say, I've never done Country Bear Jamboree either. Oh my god! So I'm the only one, apart from Amanda, who's been once fifteen years ago when she was, when she was an embryo. <laughs> I'm the only one that's done Country Bear Jamboree. So why don't you tell us then? Country Bear Jamboree, I've done the Christmas version of Country Bear Jamboree as well. You are wild. He's got the t-shirt, he's got the tattoo. So in that that instance, right, so you've got two people that have never done it, you've got one person that's done it once and and goes enough times that she should do it more than once but doesn't want to. I mean, I've done it more than once. I'd like, I've done it like many a time when I was little, but it's just... Not in the last 15 no. Okay. So, Mrs. E, mm. why should we go and spend time with the country bears, their jamboree? Well, you don't actually have to spend as much time with them now as you used to because the Disney have been progressively shortening the show. And they've just taken up one of the songs recently, didn't they? don't know if anybody knew that, but since you don't give a toss about it, you probably didn't. No. But, um, but they did. So, hey... It's it's nice. It's quite clever. The animatronics are pretty good. There's a couple of funny songs. Uh, Blood on the Saddle is particularly good. Um, it scares me. Yeah, it <laughs> scares you. Um, it's. It, I'll be honest, right? It, it's not like a must-do every time we go. So we have 
gone on holidays where you know we've skipped it at times. But you know, it's just a classic Disney attraction, and especially if you've got kids, more so if you've got kids, uh, then it no. is a bit of fun. No. No, scared you no. too much. Like honestly, I was talking to Ash about this too, and I was like, right. If I was to say to you, I'm going to take Rain to Disney, my baby nephew, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go take him to see Country Bear Jamboree. How do you feel about that? And she's like, no. Hard no. Like, it's scary. The songs are scary. I just don't understand it. And then I see people all the time on Twitter, like... Country Bear Jamboree is the best. Oh my god, love Country Bear Jamboree, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, are you guys watching the same show that I'm watching? Like, is it me or is it you guys? It's definitely those guys, surely. Um, like, honestly. I mean, isn't, isn't, I think, I mean, anyone, please correct me if I'm wrong, which I normally am, but isn't, that doesn't the Country Bear Jamboree have its own video game now? Does it? Yeah, isn't isn't Five Nights at Freddy's based on that attraction? Honestly, that's how I feel. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean that game um, is horrendous looking. I, I, it doesn't make me jump that much, but the character design is very good, and you know it's very creepy. Um, but that's what I imagine the Country Bear Jamboree to be like. Right, <laughs> I think uh, I think the film was a little bit more like that. Yeah, true. There's this one song in here, and I like. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Paul, but that she's like all the guys that turn me on, turn me down, and I'm like that. That's weird. That's, that's weird. Right. Why is that bear singing that <laughs> in and Magic Kingdom? And she's quite hot. She's a bit like Jessica Rabbit. Honestly, no, <laughs> you're wrong. You're high. But I'm just like, what is this? What's happening? Well, hang on, are you are you suggesting that bears can't be sexy? Are you are you are you suggesting? Are you embarrassed? That... I mean, yeah. if you have to be fair, <laughs> I'm so sorry for insinuating that you can't be sexy, but like, not on your watch. <laughs> not on my watch. So okay, so that's, that, that's interesting because you come for something that's controversial and. Three quarters of the people on this podcast are in agreement with or I mean, have experienced I'm it. Like, I'm pitched it to the wrong people here because you guys are <laughs> controversial at every turn. But to the general Disney audience, everyone's listening to this like, Amanda, what? <laughs> it's just, yeah, it, I think it's a classic Disney attraction, but it wouldn't be, you know, if somebody said Country Bear Jamboree has got to go, like, I wouldn't get as excited about that as I would about many other things, you know, lots of other things. Um, I think it is, it's of a certain age, you know what I mean? And it's um, it's not the sort of thing that people have got the attention span to sit through now. That's why they've been shortening up. It's people, I, think it's, I think it used to be about 15, 20 minutes, something like that. Um, and people just don't want to, just don't want to do that now. So... I like it. It's I, I appreciate it. It's good, but it's not my favourite attraction by any means. Mm. I mean, I kind of feel like on my next trip, I just want to like go and try it. 
but I feel like I'll just be so creeped out that I feel like I need to be a little bit drunk there, so I'm going to have to go to, like, the Skipper Canteen because that's the only place I can buy alcohol. I, I think you may be surprised. I mean, I know if you if you haven't seen it since you were a kid, then, yeah, I mean, the the, the, the figures are pretty big and stuff like that, but I think if you... And sexy, you remember them, they're sexy. <laughs> well, they're well, sexy bears. Yeah, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna mention that. I was gonna I'm let worried. her find, find that out for herself. But um, I think you'd be surprised. It's it, it is actually pretty team. By the I'm way, just you as soon as I come out, I'll give you my verdict. <laughs> yeah, just just for our listeners, um, only only Google search big sexy bears <laughs> if you're that way inclined because it doesn't necessarily. Yeah, it, de- it doesn't necessarily mean what you think it does. That's yeah. Google know. searching, Google searching the words "bear," "big," "sexy" is asking for trouble. Yeah, or in the same phrase, or asking for exactly what you're looking for. It completely well, yeah. depends on your sexual preference. You may be looking for trouble. Um, well, that as well. Yeah. Um. So I think we we've started off there. So I think it'd be wrong to move too far away from there. So, um, Mr. D, what would you say your your one is? Are we sticking with the Magic Kingdom? For now, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. Is there anything I haven't done in Magic Kingdom? I mean, it doesn't have to be something you haven't done. It could be something that you have done, but you're just, like, not interested in it, so you don't do it anymore. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, well, the, this is a bit of a sort of antique. Disney shocker as well, really. Uh, the Tiki Room, <laughs> right? Okay. I mean, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't chuck a hand grenade in it. But by the same token, you know, I don't. I think it's been quite a long time since we've been in now. I uh, my arm, my arm's getting really, really achy um, <laughs> because I've got to raise my arm again. <laughs> as have I, and say I've never been to Tiki Room. What? <laughs> Okay. This is literally my whole list. <laughs> this is going to be a very short show tonight. Okay, so I'll give you my my reason for one time I went and it was closed. I think it was when it had the fire. And the I think that might have been the second time when it was just after the fire. And the, the first time it's under new management. Yeah, yeah, but no, I would have gone to see it if I if I knew it was under new management. Um, I love Stitch, so. It was, stitch, it was under it? Glaswegian management just for the fire. <laughs> I think that would have been the best show, actually. That. The Glaswegian version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so the first time I, I think it was the first time when I didn't know anything. I, I didn't know where it was. Didn't know anything about it. And the second time I, I couldn't go there if I wanted to. Um, so, so yeah, I've, I've not, I've not seen it. And, and P Dubs, same for you. Yeah, and this was literally where I, I was going with, with the bulk of mine. I've not seen the Carousel of Progress. What? <laughs> Whoa, hang on, hang on. We're jumping, we're jumping way ahead well, right now. Forget- this is just expanding now. I, I'm going to have something else for this, but this is, this is my reasoning behind it. Is for all of those shows, they all take too long. They take too long out of your day. You have to queue to get in. You're bloody you millennials. Sell. You've got the attention say, span of a flea. It's yeah. nothing to do with the, expan- the the attention at all. It's it's just the fact that it takes so long out of your day. <laughs> when there's so much to do, I 
I'm sorry, I'm not taking 40, 50 minutes out of my day to watch a 10, 15 minute show. I like Carousel of Progress. Yeah. I'm offended. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, look, let's, let's, let's go back to, <laughs> just because we're jumping ahead a little bit, Tiki Room. So, <laughs> so when was the last time you did it, Mr. D? Oh, honestly, I don't know. It must be... I don't think we've been in it for like the last four or five holidays. So I don't know, it could be ten years. And I mean, Amanda, is, is it something you've done any time uh, recently? Or? I mean, I probably haven't done it in like the last few trips, but I'd say like within the last five years, I've definitely done it a couple of times. Okay. Yeah, I, like, I don't love it. It's not my fave thing at Magic Kingdom. But, I mean, I don't hate it. No, I don't hate it. I just don't do it. <laughs> I feel like I try and circle around things. like So I don't do like Jungle Cruise on every single trip. But I'll try and make sure like I'll do it like maybe every other trip. So that then when I... Because when you go so often... I kind of feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. So if I kind of split, like I do all the main things, like my favorites, like Space Mountain and Thunder Mountain and Haunted Mansion, but then I'll try and like alternate things on trips. Mm-hmm. I yeah, think, that's fair I was going to say, I think that's, I think that's something that's, that's definitely reasonable when you're going fairly frequently. You know, if you're going on a once in life, when I first went, I thought it was going to be a one and done. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think I'd ever be going back. So therefore, everything had to be done at least once. That I could physically do, um, or, or or try and get as much done as possible at the very least. Because I mean, we're talking about big old parks here, so it's not always possible. But um, I, I think you're right when you know that you're going to be going once every couple of years or so, or, or every year, that you don't. You know, you can be a bit more choosy about what you do and don't do. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Mm-hmm. It works well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything... So Carousel of Progress? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know more about this. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I... So, so P-Dubs, did you want to talk about Carousel of Progress or was there something else you wanted to talk about? That was that was kind of just to bring up the, the reasons why I wouldn't do things like the Tiki Room and, and even the Hall of Presidents as well because they just they take too long out of the day. I'd, I'd actually got something else for for mine um but you've but you've never been you've never done it no i've never been in them i can watch them at home no i can sit and watch them at home and not take time out of my day controversial because i feel like i never imagined that you wouldn't be into carousel of progress don't don't get me wrong i i think they're great shows i just i'm just not taking my time out of my day when i when i've got so little time as it is i'd rather experience something that's that's going to get my blood pumping and and things like that. And then this is that's moving on to the the next one, which I think Amanda might kill me by the end of this. Okay, well, tell you what, before you do, I'm going to hijack Carousel of Progress, right? Because I ha- I can put my hand kind of down because I've done Carousel of Progress and I've done it more than once, but I have got absolutely no interest in doing Carousel of Progress ever again. Not even when it's raining. 
Caldas for the Progress is really good when it's really hot because you can go inside and have an air-conditioned snooze. Right, that that is very true, and it definitely has that going for it. But as to actually sitting there and, and enjoying it as an attraction, I've just got absolutely no interest in that at all. Um, I, the Carousel Progress obviously has that that history element to it, like uh, it's a small world, and you know it's Walt's vision and everything like that. And so I completely understand why there is an audience of people that like it. So I'm not going to say that anyone that does love it or it's their favourite attraction or anything like that is wrong. But for me, I just don't find it interesting. I don't find it entertaining. Going back to how things can be dated, you've only got to see the last scene of Carousel of Progress and know all about that. You know, that that's a ride that needs an upgrade if ever I saw one. Um, in in terms of just having a bit of a refresh to kind of keep it relevant, um, yeah. it just does it just does nothing for me. Um, the animatronics are good, not great, but they're good. Um, you know, it's it's interesting as a slice of nostalgia, and maybe that's why it's kept there and has, yeah. and has been there since day one. But that space could definitely be used for something else. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the footprint actually isn't that big, really. No, uh, no. And it's, you know, it's classic, isn't it? So I, I think it will stay. But And, you know, I think it's it's good for what it is. Um, and you never have to wait to get on it. So you can walk right on it, watch the show. It's a nice little show, a nice little song. You'll be singing the song for the rest of the day. Um, and... Uh, Hey, it's, just, it's, it's just a classic, nice ride. But I agree that that end scene could be uh, could be brought up to date. Although it's uh, a bit like it's a bit like Back to the Future, right? I was having this conversation with somebody before, where you know, Back to the Future was made in 1985, and they went back 30 years. Well, if you made Back to the Future now, and he went 30 years in the past. He'd be going back to 1985. Well, actually, 1988. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, it's quite scary when you think about it like that. But that that ride is, is really dated now. So unless she was having... Unless it was... That scene would work if it wasn't about talking about the future or the latest technology. If that yeah. was talking about the 80s or 90s, for example, then fine but it's talking about stuff that's already so dated as being like the newest thing. And at the time when it starts to get old, that was probably, you know, a bit of fun. But mm. you're now 20 years past, maybe longer of that set, that last scene being relevant. Yeah. And it just seems all kind of wrong. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose the thing is, like you say, it doesn't take up much room uh, doesn't take up much footprint. Is a bit of a, a people eater, um, so I have no problem with it still being on property, as long as it's not getting the, getting away of you know other things being put there instead. But I think you're right; it probably doesn't take up enough room for that to to matter. And also, yeah. the the one thing I will say that it does have going for it, in my opinion, is the fact that because it's Walt's legacy that's you know there's a part of him in the park and 
I would be sad if they closed it and never did anything with it again. If they close it to move it to somewhere else, I'd be completely fine with that, like a museum or something. Um, but I think because that's his legacy, that should still be, you know, they, there's still a, a good argument for, for having that there. Hmm. Just yeah, and also when Ash was pregnant, we did it like three times in a row, honestly. <laughs> because she was just wanted to sit down like in some air conditioning and be chill. And she's walked around with me all day long. And I was like, I'm not mad because I don't hate this. Like, this is fine. Yeah, but so you can get a nice little sleep in there. I mean, she definitely did have a nap, but I did not. <laughs> so, go on, P-Dubs, what was yours going to be? Staying in Tomorrowland, Space Mountain. What? I detest it with a passion. What? Are the you Walt high? Disney... No, the Walt Disney World one it is a pale imitation. Is that nature's to... spiked? Hang on. Compared to Paris and compared to California, it is poor. Hang, hang on one second. I, I can feel something. Oh, 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 it's my arm going up in the air. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I feel, I feel exactly the same. I absolutely hate Space Mountain. Now, I mean, we, we did talk about Space Mountain on our, on our last Christmas show, didn't we? We talked about the, the falls and against. But I am 100% in agreement with P-Dubs here. I've got your back, bro. Yeah. I do it's not. Just, no, it's I mean, just not know. a great ride. Yes, it, it is. It is. It's a yeah. It's it's a thrill ride. It's a thrill ride because because it's in the dark, really. Um, if I was it, to go it, to Magic Kingdom and not ride Space Mountain, I'd be like, yeah. did I even go to Magic Kingdom? Honestly. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same. It's it's definitely a classic ride. It's different from the others, but that's good. It's good that each one is different. Um, but that one is is an experience in itself, and uh, it, yeah, it's an experience, yeah. all right. Yeah, if you, if you like feeling like you're going to fall out of it, and I don't being... feel like you're going to fall out of it. I feel like my head's going to get chopped off. I feel like I'm going to go under a beam, and it's it's going to take my my napper right off. You but it never, be the first it never one. actually has. Well, it never actually has to me. But I, I, the last time, I think it was the last time or the time before. I was on it and I'd forgotten that my mobile phone was, my, my iPhone was in my a shirt pocket I had. And as I went, there was like a drop. I went down a drop and it flew out of my pocket and hit me right between the eyes and then bounced back into my lap again. <laughs> so I managed to keep my iPhone, which was a bit of luck. But no, it's, uh, it's, Honestly, it's a, it's a must do. Yeah. We, I mean, we will do it, I don't know, certainly three or four times on a trip. At least. I mean, good luck with that now because it's always like 120 freaking minutes, even with a fast pass. But yeah. honestly, I'm just speechless. Don't worry. As soon as um, Tron opens up, you'll be able to walk on Space Mountain. No one will give a toss about it anymore. <laughs> it's true. Because everybody will go on Space Mountain while they're waiting for the Tron fast passes. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just... I you're right in that every version is different and that is, that is a good thing. Like I think one thing that we should be seeing more of, I've got no problem with attractions being used at other parks. Um, and as we've discussed with pirates, you know, Disneyland, Paris's version is different to Disneyland, which is different to magic kingdoms, which is different to Tokyo, definitely different to Shanghai. I've got no problem with rides having their own versions of, 
But unlike, you know, the Pirates example I just used, there is not one version of Space Mountain I would actively... Uh, sorry, one version of that ride that I would say I wouldn't go on that because it's awful. But Space Mountain is that. I've not been on Disneyland one, so I can only go on what people have told me about it. And I know it's a different ride to what they have in Magic Kingdom. But that Magic Kingdom one, I just found to be awful. So bad, in fact, that we went on it the first time. And I was like, I don't think I could go on that again. When we went back a few years later and, and hearing how beloved it is and everything like that, I thought, I obviously did it wrong. There, there's obviously a, you know, a reason why I didn't enjoy it. Maybe, um, you know, I just hadn't had a good experience. I'd gone on the wrong time. The cart was defective, whatever. There must be something more to this. So I went on it again and felt exactly the same. I just think it's an awful feeling ride that I don't feel the enjoyment. I get it's a thrill ride, but I don't feel thrilled. I just feel a fear for my life and not in a good way, not in a, not in a, uh, the Hulk or rock and roller coaster or tower of terror kind of way. There's no fun to be had with this fear. It's this track is going to break at any time because it's bloody awful. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> That's fine. You, again, you won't be, the, won't be the first person to say that. Not this week. Um, I, I, was, I also think it's it's got it's got a sort of atmosphere about it. It's definitely kind of classic Tomorrowland, and like the music, the sort of plinky plunky music. And That's you know, so you, well described. Yeah, and then you go up the, you know, you got that that walking uh, thing, and then you see yourself. You know, it's a. Uh, it's just got. I guess it's got nostalgia, nostalgia value for me um, or for us. But I, I understand that some people might not like the actual ride itself because it is, it is pretty, uh, pretty fierce, and it's in the dark, so it, it seems much worse than it actually is. I feel like this is the one time that I benefit from being child sized, <laughs> because I just fit perfectly into the little rocket. I think that might be my next problem is that we I are fairly so. large and those those just single seats just absolutely kill me. Well, hang on, hang on. We're a little large. <laughs> we, we have Craig on this podcast. Well, yeah. I don't know but, how Craig fits in, honestly. No. I don't know how he fits on anything, to be honest. I don't know either. He's very, very, very tall. He'd have to have, he'd have to have one of those spaceships. Earth or Space Mountain cars to himself. I know. His, his, his ass would be in the back seat and his feet would be in the front seat. <laughs> Honestly, like I imagine don't... being in the same car. If he was yeah. sat like in the back seat, his feet would literally be like next to you in the front seat. Yeah. I don't see how else he could do it. No. I've heard as well they give him a Space Mountain crash helmet. <laughs> they would have to. But I feel like everybody that I ever go on it with that's like taller than me is like, nope. And I'm like, yeah, let's go on it again. Mm-hmm. So you guys wouldn't be paying extra for a fast pass for that one, then? Oh yeah, if you can pay for it, yeah, absolutely. Good. <laughs> Good. A license to print money. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny. Um, I, I I I hear it a lot. I mean, I know it's it's a relatively controversial opinion, but um, you know, you do seem to get people that love it and hate it. You know, like with us, like saying like a small world, right? 
you get a lot of people that don't like that ride, but you've obviously got a, you know people that like it as well. It's the same for a lot of rides, but f- like it's normally quite a big split in between the likers and dislikers. Space Mountain has always seemed to be one that's been more 50-50 than like 70-30 or 80-20. It does seem to really, really split people down the middle. And to be honest, probably has split people down the middle (laughs) at some point. Probably. (laughs) Um, Was there anything else you wanted to add to that, P-Dubs? No, not really. I think that... I knew it was going to be controversial as soon as I thought, I've got to pick something. And as soon as Amanda went, Space Mountain is one of the ones I always have to go on. I thought, here we go. p is getting blocked. Well, I'll tell you what, I think this is far too good to just knock out all for one episode. So we're doing Magic Kingdom, and we could probably do this for, for every park. So I propose that... Um, we'll do another one or so in the Magic Kingdom now, and then what we'll do is we'll do Epcot and Animal Kingdom and um, Typhoon Lagoon um, and River Blizzard Country, Beach. Blizzard Beach. Yeah, we'll do those on future shows. But no, so Hollywood Studios. Well, what you could do? Oh, you on that do, one, you could do each of the parks, and then you could do like an other. So other could be water parks, uh, like boardwalk, mini golf. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. No, I think that's. I think that sounds like. Uh, I think that sounds like a good idea. So we'll do that in future shows. So for tonight and for the rest of this episode, we'll just do Magic Kingdom. Um, so uh, not necessarily that anyone was planning for one, but Amanda, was there a second one that you've either not done or wouldn't do again? Um, and also I'll tell you what as well because we didn't really specify the rules and regulations but I don't think this needs to apply just to um, to rides or shows but food, staff, restaurants as well if you want to that's my next one okay so my, my next one is a ride and this is again something that I have done but something that I'm not really in a rush to do on any trip and that is Peter Pan's flight wow wow yeah, like I, until mm, not last year, but the year before, yeah, 2016, they gave me a fast pass. Well, they gave us four fast passes for the whole group so we could go on four different rides um, because we got stuck on Spaceship Earth for such a long time and we could use it in any park. So I was like, okay, well, the line for Peter Pan's flight is always super long and I haven't done that in years and years and years, so, you know, we'll do it. And I was like, why on earth do people wait for two and three hours for this? Yeah, just because it's popular with little kids and it's a slow it's a slow loader, isn't it? That's why. Yeah. So, so I am not in a rush to do it again. If it happened to have no queue, I would of course go on it, but I am not queuing even fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's when we that's when we do it. We don't use a fast pass for Peter Pan. We'll do it like early in the morning or late at night. When so, it's yeah. when it's like a twenty minute twenty minute queue if if that. So when did you um when did you launch? Did you do it before the refurb? Because it's been refurbished recently, hasn't it? Yeah, I've done. I did it before the refurb, and I think that in 2016 was when they just redone the queue. 
Right. I want to say so. Like they had like st- new stuff inside the queue. So I've seen that, and I was still like, yeah, surprises me because I love ET. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's why because you know Peter Pan doesn't ever go back to his alien planet. Yeah, and you see all these family of Peter Pans all talking to him in gibberish. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. That's what a ride lacks. Um, okay, I mean, that's, for me, certainly the most controversial one so far. Um, really? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I'd agree. I think I'm on next side tonight. What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't even realize. I don't... Sage, is it? Oh, it's a man down there. <laughs> Two against one the, and a half. The north, <laughs> the north versus the south. Um, I mean, I, I, I won't say Peter Pan's my favourite, um, of the dark rides that they used to have, it's my favourite of those. Like I'd much rather go on Peter Pan and Pinocchio or Snow White, for example. Um, I never did miss a toad, so I can't say too much about that. And definitely better than, than Winnie the Pooh. Um, but I, I, I like Peter Pan a lot. I've not been on it since the refurb. So unless we've changed things dramatically, that might change things, but I don't think it will do. Um, I just like it. I like the fact you're flying in a bow. I think it's just a bit of a novelty. It's not amazing. And one thing I will agree with Amanda, if you're queuing two hours to go on that ride, it's not worth that. But then, in my opinion, very few rides are worth that wait. Um, I put the queues at Peter Pan down more to the lack of similar themed attractions. Because the only other thing that's like Peter Pan, really, is probably Winnie the Pooh. Or it's a small world. And, like, you know, they're all, they're all different, but out of those... So, if I gave you, you can, you can go walk on right now to Peter Pan, it's a small world, or Winnie the Pooh. Small world. Oh, you're weird. I like it's a small world. Oh, you're, you're one of them. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> But to me, like, the, the best ride like that, which is, like, you know, completely family-friendly, is is Peter Pan. So that's why that's why I can see that view being more uh, controversial. But if your reasoning was because you have to queue up so long and that's what you get at the end of it, then I can see why you'd feel like that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a classic, again, it's a classic ride at... It's a nice little ride. It's got some nice scenes in it. Um, have you seen the hidden Mickey, by the way? The cookies on the plate. And um, and I like Peter Pan. It's one of my favourite classic Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that plays into it as well. Yeah, I'm just a sucker for the dark rides, full stop. I think that's where my, my classic Disney love in the theme parks is. With just those those classic rides that they built back based on their their early yeah. films. Yeah, that's right. Peter Pan and Snow White and Carousel of Progress. Not a dark ride. Kind of is. Like, well, yeah, I suppose in some ways. <laughs> Maybe you're right after all. Um, well, we all know about you know the first two Disney attractions I ever went on were Pinocchio and, and Snow White, and they almost scarred this nine year old boy to death. Uh, scar me for life because of uh, how awful they were, but um, things picked up with Peter Pan. Um, but interesting, I like it. I like a bit of controversy, so that's good. Um, 
And also what I love is the fact that people will be listening to this episode and probably shouting at us. Yeah. Um, I feel like, yeah. We're going to get some abuse after this one. <laughs> we, Honestly, we I just every want episode. everyone to come. If you're not already in our Facebook group, please join the Facebook group so you can get in on the conversation about this because I am so intrigued. I've been dying to ask people in the group about this. And I'm like, nope, saving it for the episode. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. <laughs> um, so, Mr. D, what was yours? Okay, so I've got I've got one which isn't attraction related, and then I've got another one that is attraction related, but I'm not going to say anything until the end. And if somebody else mentions it, then fine. If they don't, then I'll throw it in at the end. So my non-attraction one is um, the Liberty Tree Tavern. So I've eaten in lots and lots of Disney restaurants. And I think if you talk to anybody who's ever been there, they say what a great restaurant it is and all of that. But I'm sorry, I didn't go to Florida to do turkey and mashed potatoes. So I've never done the Liberty Tree Tavern. And I keep thinking I should go. And then I look at the menu and I think, nah. So there you go. Hate mail addressed to... Uh, to... Um... Me. Lee Malaby at uopodcast.com. Um, yeah. I, I, I've never been. Um, and I, I, food's a funny one because unless you go, and it, to be honest, even if you go very often, there's so many places to eat on Disney property. I think very, very few people would have actually eaten once at all of them. But I think if you've, if you've been, a number of times, especially like we, like I say, we've had the dining plan lots of times, and there is actually hardly any table service restaurants in the Magic Kingdom. I mean, there's a couple of extra ones now that they've added in Skipper Canteen and and Be Our Guest, but mm. up until that point, you only had what Tony's, the Plaza, obviously the Castle, but you need to like sell sell some of those baby organs to uh, to get <laughs> a meal at the Castle. Um, right. Yeah. So there's there's only a few table service restaurants, and that's one. If you look at reviews, they're always really good and really strong. So we have nearly gone a few times and never never gone through with it, just because the menu is like it's like comfort food, and it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I think I think that comes down to it as well. Um, you know, people can be incredibly fussy, and you, you know, you might not see anything on a menu that you like, or it might not be a type of food that you would generally eat. Or like mm. you say, it's just a type of food you've not gone to Florida to eat. Yeah. So, you know, it, it makes sense as to why you may not have uh, eaten there at some point over your many trips, because mm. if it doesn't appeal to you, why would you go? Yeah. Is anybody eating that? I don't know. P-dubs, Amanda? I've got a feeling I have been in there, but I don't think I had a meal. I think we just went and got like a dessert, mm. if I remember rightly. But yeah, we, we've we never eaten a full meal in there. In Cinderella's Royal Table, did you say? No. no. Uh, uh, tree tree tavern. Tavern. Uh, yeah, no. It's no. the sort of... Um... Like, I, like, I've same, like, I've walked in and then turned around and walked back out. I thought he's just gone off on a tangent. I'm like, okay, since we're all table now, like, that's no two. <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. Both now. <laughs> but yeah, no, like, 
every time I struggle to eat in Magic Kingdom honestly like I I can't honestly tell you anywhere in Magic Kingdom that I really enjoy eating so yeah it's a bit limited I mean we got like we went we went in the Skipper Canteen the last time and that was that was pretty good but that seems to get mixed reviews as well you know, I, I like Skipper Canteen, and I'd yeah. probably say I'd pick that over everything else, but then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to get a reservation for it, and then, like, mm-hmm. it, I wouldn't say it was worth me doing a reservation. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go somewhere, I can just go in and just eat something real quick and then go. So then a lot of the time that I go to Magic Kingdom, I just have snacks, and then I go to Food and Wine Festival afterwards. Yeah. But Liberty Tree is one that I always look... I, like, I always kind of hope that I'm going to look at the menu and there's going to be something that I'm going to super like on there. Mm. And then the there never is. Yeah. I'd probably say, like, Pinocchio's Village House is the one, like, with the flatbreads. Um, that's probably, like, my go-to. Village House? But that's always absolutely packed. So it never yeah. works out in my favour. Yeah. Yeah, as you're right. So I'm with you on that one. Interesting. Okay. I like it. I like it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what other people, uh, how other people feel about that suggestion as well. Um, P Dubs, what was your next one? More controversy. Well, you know what? I I'm it, nervous. Before be he, before he even says it, I can guarantee it's probably the one I was going to go for. He's going to see. I don't even know. I don't even know what what it's going to be. If it's going to be a restaurant or or an attraction or a show or whatever. But I can tell you now, and I'll, I'll be honest. Once he says it, if it was what I was going to say, well, it's none of those ones that you've just said. It's a snack. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> then it's not. Uh, that would be a doll whip. What? <laughs> what? It's fucking frozen water. It's no, it's frozen crap. pineapple. Right, right, hang on. I'm going to take you to task. Yeah, I'm going to take you. To, I'm going to take you to task this because you referred to ice as nature's wine. So one thing we can <laughs> we can definitely clarify is that a dull whip isn't nature's wine. No. Um, so is it a case of you just don't like them, or was it a case of you've never had one but everyone loves them? I I tried it the last time because everybody said you have to have a dull whip when you're in the Magic Kingdom. No. Okay. What kind of door whip did you have? Just the the regular. But did you have like a like a, a float? float? No, just the regular oh, door whip. Oh, that's you haven't, you haven't had it then. Yeah, yeah you haven't no, had you it. No, I don't need to taste it again. No, yeah, it is no, it's nature's honestly. cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, you need to try the float. I'll buy no. you one if we ever get there together. <laughs> We all have floats down here. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, there's a niche reference for our Universal Friends. Um, my soul feels offended. I, That's my purpose in life. <laughs> I just, he's, he's, you know, you can't, you can't judge him, Amanda. He's never had a float. He's, he just doesn't yeah, have the right thing. I oh, um, try it with the rum in it. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's a whole new experience yeah, in itself, honestly. <laughs> I've never had a dull whip, but what? that's but hang on, that's only because I never heard of them until I started podcasting. What? So, well, yeah, because the thing is, like back in the day, like the, the first like two trips we went to like Disney World, I, I didn't 
really know i didn't know i could go onto facebook groups and and find out all this information uh i didn't listen to podcasts i didn't appear on podcasts didn't host twenty five thousand of them about different things um so my knowledge was just on people's experiences of people that i knew that had been there and no one had ever told me about a dull whip i'd never even heard of one it was something i discovered you know after i came back after the last time we went out there um, ignorance. absolute well i mean ignorance is always my best defense let's be <laughs> honest um but yeah that's it and the other thing as well is that I, I i never used to really like pineapple so the idea you know even hearing what a dull whip was didn't appeal to me that much then i heard that they do a citrus well which is orange isn't it yeah, i believe yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, well, I could have one of those. But now I love pineapple to the fact to the, to the point where I probably have pineapple three or four times a week, just just eating pineapple. Um, so now I would be all over having a Dole Whip of any yeah. kind. Like I don't mind if it's just a normal soft serve, if it's a float, if it's with rum. I'm all in for a Dole Whip. I've just not had the opportunity to have one now i know about them but i'm i'm all game for trying one absolutely yeah, okay yeah we need a dull whip float party yeah ash hates dull whips and that hurts my feelings james thought that he was gonna hate dull whips because he couldn't remember whether or not he liked them he enjoyed his his float so i feel like dull whips all around yeah and i mean you can buy it can't you you can actually buy the 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 proper mix yeah, but I think you've got to have it from Aloha Isle in the Magic Kingdom because you can get them in a couple other places as well. You can get them in the Polynesian for sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where else, but I think you've got to have it in the Magic Kingdom. Cosmic Rays, the village house, obviously, <laughs> anywhere that's themed that should <laughs> be selling it. Yeah, absolutely. That's well, I mean, you can see you are roughly in feathers tonight, my friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love I love it when you put the cat amongst the pigeons. Um so mine um if I hadn't pissed people off already tonight, I'm definitely gonna piss them off now. Because one thing that I've never done and one thing that I never really intend to do is go for a nice hour spent or so, it certainly would feel more than that, in the Hall of Presidents. Okay, I'm with you on this. Oh, I I imagine you are because you're English. Yeah. (laughs) I have done this one time in like the last five years, I'd say, and that was only because my boyfriend had obviously never done it. He's not like super into Florida. And I was like, okay, well, you've got to do it like one time so I will suffer so that you can see it. Did he tell you that he likes the presence of the United States of America? And so you thought, oh, I've got the perfect thing for you. And then it later transpired he meant the alternative 90s, mid 90s punk rock band. Yeah, Peaches and, and Gump. Yeah. Uh, so not Gump, that was Will Yankovic, I meant Lump. Um, yeah, costly mistake. Uh, Mr. D, save this attraction. When, when, well, uh, well I, will, I will up to, up to a point. So the next time we go, we we will go because again it's it's been quite a long time since we've been there, and 
I've got a, a morbid fascination to see Trump's um, mannequin, but I don't really know why. Well, Trump I may get banned from Disney forever <laughs> after after I do something stupid. But um, it's it you know it's well done. It's uh, you know it's a yeah I'd, I'd do it from time to time, but maybe like once every time there's a new president, just to see the new president. Really, that would that would be it for me. Trump Trumpetron does interest me. I mean, it looks absolutely awful. And if the rumours are true that it's just the uh, the Ellen or the animatronic from... Oh, that's not the rumour now. <laughs> What's the rumour now? She's got that. The rumour is that they'd made Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> and they had to redo it. <laughs> that would also make sense. Um, but, yeah, I think the problem is America... Is is often seen as a very proud country. Um, I I personally don't. I think it's good to be proud of your country, um, but I think sometimes that can go a bit OTT, and I definitely feel that that's sometimes the case with um, some of our American friends. And before you start firing guns at me, because I understand your amendments and you can do that. Um, you know, I'm saying that, you know, I love America and I love Americans. So I'm not trying to uh, upset you in that way. But I think it can come across to everyone else in the world is a bit obnoxious about how certain things are celebrated. And this is a prime example. I mean, in any other part of the world, you know, there'd be protests about Trump, not all the animatronics that look like Hillary Clinton about him. Um it just feels a weird celebration. I think we don't really, it's, it's a very national viewpoint. Um, you know, it's a, for Americans, it's a, it's a proud thing. And so I, I get that. So I'm not saying it shouldn't exist, um, or, you know, whether it's right or wrong or not, but it's, it's certainly for those reasons, something that I have no interest about at all. Um, as far, I mean, from what I do know about it, is it even educational? It's... Yeah, it, I think it is, and uh, it, it is. Uh, I'm, you know, I've, I've seen it a few times, and I, and, I, and I like it. I think it's good. I think it it teaches you a little bit about the presidents, and you know, Walt was obviously very patriotic. And there's a there's a number of different patriotic features to it, and it, it, and it's all the presidents. So this time, it just happens to be Trump. You know, what I mean, I mean. You know, can you imagine the Hall of Prime Ministers? You'd have like Michael Foot in his donkey jacket and, and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, so if if we had the equivalent, um, I'm sure we'd have a few characters in there. That we'd be like spitting image, rather not. <laughs> yeah, we you have know. that. We have that in so wax museums as the House of Horrors. Look, there's a reason why we don't have something like that, and and you've just listed off a couple of the reasons why. Yeah. Um, that's it. And that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like. You could imagine, like, American tourists coming to the Hall of Prime Ministers and go, why is it in black and white, Dad? And you say, well, no, no, that's just what they looked like. They just looked like grey men, you know? Why Why are their teeth all so bad? Yeah. Why does it smell mm-hmm. of cabbage? Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Um, but I think that's the thing. I think it's, it's one of those things that really has a mass appeal to 
uh, it, it's it's you know home nation country persons um mm-hmm. you know americans generally will love going to see that attraction or certainly have more of an interest in it but i really couldn't give a toss quite frankly um so i mean and i i i get that it's a bit disrespectful some of your presidents america have been great and some of them have had done some questionable things but generally have been okay I certainly don't agree with what's going on at the moment, but um, you know, I think my point really is is that it just doesn't doesn't seem that entertaining or that interesting to me, um, and and that's why I, I just don't. Yeah, I, I don't have any love for it, and I have no interest in going to see it. And um, and I think it, I think it is more of a home, you know, a home country attraction, really. And for for international guests like us, it's it's interesting, and I'd, I'd I'd see it, you know, from time to time. But um, I wouldn't feel the need to go every time we go there. I think it's weird as well. Like that to me, I well, I for some reason I always thought that was what was in the American Pavilion at Epcot. So I'd never seen, I'd never got into the American Pavilion because I thought that's where the Hall of Presidents was. And to me, it does feel like a bit of an odd attraction to have in the Magic Kingdom. I think it would be, I feel it would suit Epcot more. Mm. Especially as Epcot's supposed to be a bit more of an educational place. Yeah, I think it just ties into that whole Liberty, you know, Liberty Square. It's all about, you know, the um, sort of governmental side of things, I guess, whereas... American adventure is more about the history of America. Yeah, but Liberty Square is is timed, isn't it? It's you know set kind of around like the American Revolution. Yeah, yeah, but it's more sort of well, to me, it's more about like the you know the Constitution, the, well, the War of Independence, the Constitution, and then and then obviously Hall of Presidents kind of fits for that. But you're you're right. I mean, there's American, but only to an extent, uh, surely, because I mean. You know, if we were talking about presence around that kind of era, mm-hmm. I'd go absolutely. But Trump's got no no need to be anywhere near that. Well, it, well, he has because you've got the Muppets there, so he is, <laughs> he is fitting in. You've got that Muppet show that they've got there now. I can't believe that I've I've chose to alienate ninety percent of my audience tonight. <laughs> I certainly did the other ten percent. So. <laughs> I mean, you alienated more than ten percent, honestly. Well, no, what well, I mean, you know, about about ninety percent of our audience is American. So, yeah, come on, the rest of the world, ten percent of you. No, 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 that that number, that that overall number will split, and our overall numbers will go down. Um, again, if you want to fire any abuse, it's it's Lee Manaby at um, Universal dot com. Um, <laughs> yeah. Universal, Universal podcasts. Yeah, that's it exactly. Um, right. Was there was there anyone? Did anyone have a, a third one? Or I mean, I could go for a while, but I feel like I want to save things. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just I'm just talking Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Just talking same. Magic Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does have my honourable mention. Go on. Uh, so, in all the times we've been, I think we've only done it once or maybe twice and that's the Swiss family treehouse oh yeah same 
I feel yeah. like I've done it more than twice, but not for a very, very long time. Yeah. I think oh, no, actually, is... I have. I did it, like, last year. Yeah? Yeah, I did, actually. I lied. I think this is good, because unless P-Dubs is, is going to do something outrageous, I think we're probably all in agreement with this in a certain way. Um, I think it's a lovely place, but mm. because there's nothing to do, do you need to do it more than once or mm. certainly you know once every 12 trips or something yeah which means you know it's taking up valuable real estate not not a huge amount to be fair which is probably why it survived yeah but you can put dvc not... there yeah yeah that's true yeah nice tower condo treehouse, or something. treehouse villa just put one yeah. big villa right up the top of it yeah. i mean made for it <laughs> but yeah lovely lovely if have i done it i know i've done it in paris have i done you it give it a chip and deal makeover couldn't you you could do that as well or tarzan i think there were rumors about that for a while yeah um yeah i think i'm sure i'm sure i did do it i'm sure i did do it but yeah I, you know you can get some lovely views and everything like that but there's just nothing really to do is it it's just it's just a walk through Mm-hmm. And it's a long walk through, and it's a it's an awkward walk through because of how it's designed. So, yeah, it's pleasant, but you know, I'd rather mm. be uh, be doing something else. Yeah, I feel like it could definitely be used for something much better. Mm. Well, I, don't know. I think Amanda, it's a great segment. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real shame. Um, that I've upset all Americans. <laughs> uh, didn't mean that. I've, I've upset all Disney fans. Yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose. Well, collectively, we've, we've, we've both been pretty bad. Um, but, but yeah, so we'll be back next week. Whether anybody else joins us <laughs> is another thing. Um, but uh, but yeah, thank you, man. Because I think this is this is saying that that's definitely got legs. And um, yeah, we'll do one of the other parks on the on the next one for for sure. Um, now, before we go, um, I suppose we better plug up the Facebook page. So it's the official After Dark Network uh, over on Facebook. You can contact us on Twitter at Dis After Dark. You can email us at uh, dark at gmail.com unless it's abuse and then as I said it's it's lee.malaby at uup.com that's the proper address this time um, and I think that's all the ways to contact us um, leave us a review not on this show in particular because yeah, we want some more positive ones that one a couple of weeks yeah <laughs> yeah I think it's funny we was looking at the reviews the other day we we, we have a couple of trolls which is quite funny um, that's not because just because they leave, like, leave left us negative reviews. Um, they were doing it to a few other very similar podcasts, which was interesting. So was a, there was too much of a pattern for it to have just been directly aimed at us. Um, but yeah, if you want to leave us a review, please do because it helps us get noticed in the charts. So um, please leave us a review. And um, yeah, we're on our way to episode two hundred. And uh, we'll see you next week with another episode. Bye. Thanks for listening.
no one else to say him bye, Kate. But... Oh, no. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Where are the manners in these people? <laughs> it's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. Whoopee! There we go. <laughs> Hello there, dear listener. Now, have you ever listened to a podcast and thought, oh, I'd really like to support those guys, but I just don't know how to do it? <laughs> well, then you're in luck. There are now two ways for you to be able to support us. The first is by going to our Spreadshirt page at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash After Dark Network. Here you can pick up t-shirts for all of the podcasts that we do. The other way is by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash disafterdark. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash disafterdark. Any money raised by buying some merchandise or pledging your support on Patreon means that we can keep producing more content for the After Dark Network. On behalf of the other After Dark Podcast Network hosts, we thank you for listening to this episode, we hope you enjoyed it, and thank you for your continued support. Podcast.